Well, hello and welcome to podcast episode number 91. This, of course, would be the first alert weather podcast. We're happy that you could join us. I'm Mark Nelson, Chief Meteorologist at Fox 12. I've got Katie Zuniga. How are you doing, Katie? Doing well, doing well. And Camilla Orti. How are things going? Yes. Good morning. Good. That's good. <laughs> so it is a leap day. Today is leap day. We're recording this on February 29th. We only have one of these every four years. By the way, ladies, I'm not working today. I've got a couple of days off. But uh, did you know there's a leap year graphic in there? I didn't know. I had forgotten it. I think I oh. used it years ago. But look for that. It has a whole bunch of numbers in it. It's pretty interesting, actually. Cool. Good to know. Well, I'm not working today either. So, Camilla, that's all you. Oh, I'm all I'm all over it. I'm all over the the leap leap day. Well, since I make the schedule. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Drew, isn't it? Drew's doing the midday mm -hmm. shift. And then, Camilla, you're on later. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, here's our kind of outline that we like to give you each day. Remember, if you listen to the podcast, like actually I just listened to it um, on the way home or on the way to work since I have a long commute, um, we highly suggest you watch the the video version because we refer to a lot of graphics nowadays. We used to do kind of without any graphics, but now we have quite a few. So um, you can see our outline. We're going to talk about the big morning snow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then we're going to talk about what's ahead coming up in the next few days. Um, winter wrap up, I call it version 1.0 because we're just, today is the last day of meteorological winter. So just the, the very basics. And then probably in a week or two, when we get all the stats in, like how did this winter go? Uh, then at that point we can do the, you know, the full recap. Um, and Camilla brought this one up yesterday. She said, people are, we're going to reach the point here soon. You know, once we get into early March, people are like, okay, so when could we have actual spring weather? Some days in the sixties and sunny, we're going to look mm -hmm. for that. No promises. And the term of the week relates to today's frontal system that's moving through right now. Oh, is it what you and I talked about Monday or Tuesday? Well, what so did that, we talk that, about? That term, <laughs> the type of frontal system that yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Don't give it away, though. It's a good one. Do not give it away. Okay, let me get into my graphics here. I'm, oh, here we go. Come on. Well, this was the forecast. Well, actually, that's, this isn't quite true. Camilla and I... We're using this last night. This is the graph model, although uh, I think mm. at least I had it set in my show to we can I, I chopped off about a half inch or so from these totals. Okay. We have the ability to manipulate it on air. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what the model is showing. This is our graph model, the four kilometer resolution model. And the her model is showing the same thing and the NAM three kilometer, the same thing. All the high res models were showing so. Some sort of front. We had a very wet yeah. front move through a cold front last night. And behind it, they all showed a lot of precip, steady, heavy precipitation, whether it's rain or snow. And when that happens, uh, we get uh, sometimes a snow level dips lower than we expect. Typically, uh, if we look at the atmosphere that was forecast for this morning, the snow level would be maybe around 2,000 feet or so. But if we get steady, heavy precip, it can drag it lower. And all the models were showing this. So we used some variation of this on air last night. Camilla, am I, am I right that we didn't really have, we didn't show this intense looking, right? I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> I did, but but I, with disclaimers, right? Like this is what They're the graph nice. is showing, but we don't think it's going to be pushing this far west and all that stuff. With disclaimers, I love that. That's what we do in the TV world. Yeah. So yeah. what happened? Well, it did snow at around a thousand feet or so. This mm -hmm. is uh, east mm -hmm. of Sandy. This is, is this pathetic that I'm starting with the snow I can find at a thousand feet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1200 yeah. feet. First, did either of you see snowflakes this morning in the last few hours? We're recording this about 1030 on Thursday. Either so, of you see snowflakes mixed in? I'm at 
500 feet. Mm -hmm. And when I took one of my kids to school, it was very thick, sloppy, goopy. It wasn't just a solid raindrop. It had a little substance to it. And when it hit the window, I was like, oh, look at that. Chunky rain. Chunky rain. It was very chunky rain. And Kendall, yeah, you're on the west side. Melted. So. And they were, they, were, they were big. I live on the more the east side. They're very big. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the west so. side. And to be honest with you, I was definitely not up early enough to provide <laughs> an accurate commentary on this. Because it's obviously nothing's coming down now. It's okay. You need to be rested up for the, all the big shows yeah, this evening. Thank you. It's I fine. need my beauty sleep. Um, it did <laughs> snow. I have snow at my house. This is at a thousand oh, feet. This is my new that. my new snow cam. I fancy. Still, I figured there'd be like two or three thing. inches at my elevation. I live at a thousand feet over there, east of uh, Gresham. Over here, I should say, east of Gresham, and just really sloppy, wet stuff. That's the best I could do up here. Um, I did find snow sticking at Sweet Home. See on the side of the road there, so it mm -hmm. did stick at six hundred feet there, and then. Just as soon as you leave Salem, you head up uh, the, is it, uh, as you kind of head up past the prison, notice mm -hmm. that's the elevation of 500. There was snow sticking there as well. Mm -hmm. And Jeff said you could see snow on our Valley Vineyards camera. So there was snow mm -hmm. around, but I would say models, and PDX bottomed out at 39. Remember, Camilla, they were showing, the graph was showing bottoming out like 34 to 36 34. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'd say it was three or four degrees off. So that made all the difference. So we tried. Difference. We tried. Yep. That was the biggest. I mean, I, I had a whole segment for morning snow plan, but that's going to be it. Uh, that's all you get considering that's what happened. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh, well. Yeah. Moving on. You know what? In this business, we are always moving on, right? Because right. there's always a new forecast. Another system coming. Yeah. So what's ahead the next few days? What do we see coming up here? Well, this is beautiful. Look at this satellite image, satellite loop. This is from this morning. Mm. You see the, um, I, you can see my, my uh, little pointer here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we have the solid stratiform, we call it, of uh, steady precipitation in the form of mainly rain, but snow higher up coming through with the cold front. And then look at this field of um, unstable air. When you see this stuff, I call them popcorn clouds. Mm -hmm. That's a cold and unstable air mass. It's moving over, you know, the 50 degree ocean, almost like lake effect snow showers, but it's ocean mm -hmm. effect snow and rain showers. And out here, it's snowing probably pretty close to sea level. But that is just, I think that's the first time this winter I've seen such a huge field of, of unstable showers sitting offshore. Mm -hmm. So that tells me we've got a pretty active period coming up here the next two days. Mm -hmm. Showers, downpours, maybe thunder mixed still, in. still, since I didn't work last night, I worked the morning and afternoon. What did the models look like as far as Friday, tomorrow morning? Because it also looked like we could have a few flakes mixed in on Friday too. Definitely. Well, you know, yeah. what's interesting, the air mass today, what's the next graphic here? Uh, the air mass today is um, right now, I think the 850 millibar temps, which we're going to get to in a moment, only around minus three, technically oh. shouldn't be cold enough to snow at the lowlands. Only yeah. reason we're getting snow in lower elevations this morning is because of the steady, heavy precipitation. Out there, it's minus six, so it's colder off to the west. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to have some hefty showers, and some of those are going to fall during the overnight hours, and that's why the chance for sticking snow is back again the next two nights. Maybe next three nights, we'll see. Interesting. So this is – we used this in our podcast last week. I found this in the in the podcast archives. Oh, nice. Okay. Which basically means there was a file sitting there from last week in the same directory. I just want to say archives because it sounds, you know, like, a, like <laughs> we have this vast repository of meteorological information. Yeah. And a big team, of course, that's archiving all this stuff for big, us. The archivists. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, this was actually the forecast. This was a 210 hour forecast for today. 
In fact, right when this is the hour we're recording at 18Z, which is 10 a.m. And they were showing a big, cool trough sitting offshore. And we were kind of at the edge of that thing. In the end, what happened, the trough is a little closer than what it showed a week ago. That's why we're Mm -hmm. getting into the colder stuff. But, you know, I I often tell people that the the upper levels, the, the models in the upper levels do much better than they do with details at the surface. I mean, they had the pattern correct that there was going to be a deep upper level trough approaching the West Coast in one week. And that's what happened. That's the actual uh, right now. Nice. So that's right now. We go to Sunday. The trough feels a little bit. It's still chilly, but it's not quite as intense and uh, moves right over us. Excuse me. That's for Sunday. Yeah, Sunday midday, I think. So we've got this trough for the next three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Little disturbances rotate around it. Unstable air. It's just going to cause trouble, I can tell. Yesterday, right. it looked like everything mm-hmm. was just getting reinforced, reinforced, re- like those troughs. It just wasn't going away. Just another one kind of came in behind it, and it just sort of right. stalled out there for a bit. For at least three days, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Four days. Wait, I guess it would be four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There were yeah. uh, They kind of implied, like here, as a trough fills a little bit, the shower activity should be a little bit less, um, uh, let's say, more scattered. Yeah. Although, if we get scattered showers and get more sun breaks during the daytime in a cold, unstable air mass, then we get more pop-up showers in the afternoons, a better chance for hail or thunder. True. Yeah. So we could still see some exciting stuff here in the next couple days. Oh, I think so. I think so. This was just the opening act. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I I got this on the wall. Where's Jeff when you need him? You're probably wondering. (laughs) Let's see if he texted this morning. He did not. He must be tired and cranky. Well, uh, did you see his note? It was about an encyclopedia long this morning. So he (laughs) he had it all under control with the details. (laughs) When is it not? <laughs> Jeff is a detail-oriented guy. He doesn't. Yeah. Jeff does not quote mail it in. Yeah. Jeff doesn't know such a thing. <laughs> not that I would, of course. No. Except in July and August. Um, well, when it comes to that, I would. I always want to say more, but I had a mentor tell me, and I told you this the other day, Camilla. He says if I'd had more time, I would have written less. Yep. So he mentored me to cut it down and try and just leave it to the most important things. So that's what I try and do when I write my notes is nobody probably cares about all the little things that we do and yep. they just kind of want to know what's coming and what to expect. So I try and just. Yeah. Less out. is more. Yeah. Less is more. One of my uh, journalism professors in college, I don't know. Eh, yeah, it's appropriate. Uh, we, we would always, we were told kiss, keep it simple, stupid. That's yep. it. Yep. I've heard that too. And whether <clears throat> I didn't yeah. follow it for the first 25 years of my career, but now I'm finally getting there now that we had uh, head to year 32. Yeah. That's um, how Bob Shaw trained me. That was the first day we sat down and he says, we're doing the kiss process here. Uh-huh. He said the same thing. We're trying those push alerts. I had it down to like 10, 10 words the other day. He Boy, gives me a word count now, Camilla, every time he writes one, he's like, is this too many? And I'm like, eh, kind of push it. I'm like, how many characters is it? And he's like, but, but <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of Jeff, the reason I brought up Jeff is because I looked to the wall to the left yesterday, and Jeff has this note sitting on the wall. It's freezing levels versus 850 millibar temps, and we use the 850 millibar maps pretty frequently this time of the year to say, hey, is it going to be pretty close to snow? How low will the snow go? You know, forget those snow maps. I mean, that's like issue, many issues there we've talked about. If you just go to the data, say, okay, how cold is it going to be at 5,000 feet in Celsius? And uh, right now we're around minus three, minus four. Yeah, that's a uh, this is freezing level. Sticking snow tends to go a little bit lower, but um, minus four, you're down to about a 2000 foot freezing level and minus six. I think this might be a little low because I think minus six, I guess at night it could freezing level down to almost a thousand feet. That'll be tonight. That'll be tomorrow night. Well, in fact, here it is. Okay. 
So notice in our climate to get like, okay, onshore flow, air is coming off the mild ocean. How cold do you need it overhead to really get kind of snow to stick from most showers? You're going to need to be minus eight or minus nine. Minus nine is just about guaranteed at all elevations. Minus eight, okay, if you get some decent showers, it's going to stick. Minus six, you got to either have heavy showers, got to be in the coldest part of the day, like 6 a.m., or or you have to lose any sort of mixing wind. So those are kind of the numbers as meteorologists here on the West Coast. We use those a lot. So here's a forecast. So ignore the yellow line at this moment. The green line that's already on there, not the one I drew, but the, I'm sorry, well, no, there's only one green line. The green line is the average of 850 millibar temps from the Euro model for the next two weeks. So current time is left. Two weeks from now is on the right. I added in the red line. The red line there is about minus six. So you notice over the next uh, about five, five days, four days, next four to five days, we're kind of flirting with that low elevation snow, right? We're kind of near the red. But after that time, it does go up. The average goes up and we're probably out of the chance for snow in the low elevations after about Monday. Did I read that right? Yeah, Monday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. That's what yeah, Tuesday. That's what the red line is for. The um, just so you know, the the, um, the blue line is the control run of the euro, basically the operational run. That's just one run. That's why it moves around a bit more. And the yellow line is pass elevation. Notice, almost all the time for the next two weeks, snow level is at or below the passes. So we're going to keep seeing snow up there. Pretty good for El Nino years. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked recently. Is it starting to weaken or has it already weakened? A little bit. Well, you mean you didn't listen to our and watch our podcast from last <laughs> week when you had, we had the El Nino update? I was basking in the sun in Texas with my girlfriends. Yeah, so I don't no, blame you, Katie. I did not Margaritas. Listen. We did yeah. not have margaritas. This is not that type of group. Oh, the Long Island so. iced teas. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of lattes and for them, diet-free diet. Sugar freak. Soda. Crystal light. <laughs> nice. Yes, there was crystal light on the trip. I'm okay. a nice tea kind of girl. So anyway, I did not listen. <laughs> oh, I was joking. Of course you did. I mean, uh, I figured, you know, you might miss it. I mean, poolside <laughs> with the Fox 12 weather podcast. I can't imagine a, a better activity. Of course not. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I, I can too. Okay, so here is another way of looking at the atmosphere. For This is actually from last night's run. This is the, um, and with some great, beautiful annotations. You did very good. Um, so this is the cross-section from the Wharf GFS, a high-resolution model, four-kilometer resolution, which is pretty good. That means there's four kilometers between each grid point. And the right side is, well, now is the 29th 12Z, which is 4 a.m. We go all the way through Sunday afternoon on the far left side. So time is reversed here. All right, so you're going from now on the right to three days from now on the left. And you see how this uh, the freezing level wasn't that low this morning. When I look at this chart, which I use quite a bit in the wintertime, the uh, the zero-degree line, I want to see it pretty low, like what you see on uh, Saturday morning there. It's pretty low on Saturday and Sunday morning. When it's up higher like this morning, you're going to need steady, heavy precip to drag the sticking snow all the way to sea level. So 
But the, kind of the, the thing here is you generally see it going downhill the next three days, don't you? Yeah. Well, and you yeah. also talked about, and just to point out here, those winds that was, it was pretty like trash cans were blowing over on our street last night. We waited to put them out till this morning because I knew we were going to have th- that wind kick up. And if, you know, if you don't know how to read this map or you're just listening, it's showing very strong southerly winds for last night, this morning. Oh yeah. On the far right over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Look at the. The big barbs here are, um, that's 50 knot winds. And notice they were within, I don't know, 2,000 feet of the surface during the middle of the night. It was pretty windy, although, you know, not like damaging wind, but you're right, enough to blow over a trash can. Yes, and keep the mixing going. Yeah, so we have a little colder atmosphere coming up. We did show this last week. We don't want to spend much time on this, but just the uh, the odds of late winter snow in Portland. This is at the official recording site down near sea level at Park Rose at the Weather Service office. Or in the past, the records were taken at the airport, which is more or less the same climate, same elevation. And notice once we hit March 1st, we've only had four times with an inch or more. Just four times. Yeah. So it's looking slim for folks who are really wanting some low elevation snow. It can happen. There's no reason it can't, but the pattern has to be just right. And the biggie is once we go past these first few days of March... We've never had like an all day east wind frozen snow event or ice beyond that time. We're done with freezing rain for the year. We're not going to get freezing rain again. I don't think I've ever seen any sort of real freezing rain in the month of March in Portland. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so the chance of like a big event other than sloppy wet snow is, is pretty low now. Yeah. And those are the latest measurable snowfall dates. Of course, we remember two years ago, the 1.6 inches on April 11th, kind of like this morning, except a little heavier. Yeah. So those are the latest yeah. dates. Oh, all and right. that was so, a similar um, deal, right? Mm-hmm. Where it like it, it melted in the afternoon. Right. It was 50 degrees that afternoon. <laughs> I mean, it was April. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. A, a surface low that came in across, uh, I think across the Northern Valley. It was a, a deep surface low. There was east wind with that as it came in. And so that is, um, that's like our snowstorm pattern in the winter, but it happened in April. So it was just cold enough to yeah. do a quick dump in the snow. Okay, winter wrap-up. So read this. Let's see. This was the summary I did on the blog post way back in October. And it's interesting. Some of this worked out pretty well. I said most likely we'll have a generally milder and drier winter than average, or at least milder temps with normal rainfall if we get lucky. Well, I guess we got extra lucky because it's been wetter than normal. We sure had the mild part. Um, Yeah. Like right here. Uh, This is just the last 90 days. Average temps. The whole country has been warmer than average. We've been slightly above average here. Mm-hmm. And the last 30 days, you know, we've talked about the, the warmth in the middle of the country on our, oh, yeah. our weathercasts and in the newscasts. But, um, yeah, very mild winter. So that part was okay. Long periods of cold and snow are unlikely this year. That's true. That happened. We didn't have any long period of cold and snow. My temperature I love the blanket bolded part here. That. What was that, Katie? My temperature blanket is showing that. Oh the yeah, one, I brought you working on that. Oh, that's not right. Showing any periods of cold except for just that one little strip in January. <laughs> yeah, there'll be that little cold spot. Yep. But yep. I'm glad I put this in here. We could easily see a snow or ice storm at some point. You should have a plan for that. that so hopefully, everybody yeah. had a plan for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, regional flooding unlikely this winter. That's true. We didn't get that. Yeah. Most of the action heading into California. Yep. And until this month, or until the last few weeks at least, except expect a bit more east wind than normal. In the usual spots, East Metro and the Gorge, we did have that. One of the biggest east wind winters we've had in a while. It just so. kept coming. We just yeah. kept saying, and it's back. Oh, it's gone. Oh, but it's back. It's still going to be here. Yep. Picking up again yeah. on Wednesday. Like, it, we talked about the east wind. 
So I think looking back at this winter, we'll say like, yeah, it was a mild and wet El Nino winter. Yeah. But what everybody will remember, except us, will be <laughs> January. January. Mm-hmm. That week in January. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Um, I guess none of us would probably know because none of us have worked today how much accumulation we had because we were about an inch Rain? shy. Yeah. Well, I've got it up here because I just looked. Nice. Okay. Since yesterday, we've had like 1.4 inches at Portland. So we're probably mm. up to normal, I bet. Yeah, that, that would That'd be about right. We were almost exactly a 2. little more. Just seven. Like, just, yeah. When Well, when Ish. I left, it was 2.67, I think. And mm-hmm. it was like 3.68 as of that point. I think we average. just made it up. I bet we did. Yeah. yeah. Camilla, you're going to be on top of that this evening? Oh, you bet. Okay, Rainfall totals. I'm on it. Uh, okay, so... What is this? Why is it November? Oh, because I didn't want to mess up this graphic. Uh, oh, I don't know. It was the end of the day yesterday, and I didn't want to add in February yet. Um, so November above normal, a little bit above normal. Oh, pretty close to average. Remember, December was very warm. Like, very mild. We were just waiting very for snow at the ski resorts. It was terrible. Then January was a little below average, although that was Portland. Areas away from the gorge were about average for January. Mm-hmm. And then February has been slightly warm, about two degrees warmer than normal here in Portland. So, yeah, it will end up being a slightly warmer than normal winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that's your, that's your wrap up. Yep. All right. So this is what Camilla and I were talking about last night. People are going to start getting, getting restless here. Yep. Once we hit, once we hit March, <laughs> you know, you look out, like I'm looking out, it's kind of this sloppy snowy mix stuff. And you're like, okay, so that, that day of 63 degrees in late February was sure nice. When can we do it again and do exactly. it for real? Yeah. It real will be spring. Like spring, not fake yeah. spring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once it happens in March, we can call it real spring, I think. Yeah. So 500 millibar charts can't go wrong with these. So this is the Euro from last night because the morning stuff wasn't out yet. This is the 6 to 11 day 500 millibar anomaly. So the the bluer colors are a little below average heights, red colors, orange colors, yellow colors are above average heights. And there's kind of this troughiness. I, I didn't do days one through six, by the way, because we have troughing over us. We know that. So yeah. there'd be a big blue area over us. It seems to relax a bit, days 6 through 11. So this takes us through the 10th of March. Okay, a little below average or average, maybe. And then days 11, oh, days 10 through 15. And it's like, well, eh, there's no big ridging over us, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. It's trying. Yeah. But, but it's not it's very a clear. Day. It's not a clear-cut transition quite yet. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Yeah. You like well, didn't that? you say that yeah. too, Mark? You're like, you think that winter is just going to melt into spring. Like we're not yeah. going to have like a. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen this year. I think, you know, and the biggie is you have a 53 degree day, 55 degree day in March with a few sun breaks. It feels a lot warmer than a 53 degree day in late January. You know what I mean? That's true. It's easier to make it feel reasonable. If it's calm and 55 degrees and some sunshine, you go, eh, today's not so bad. Feels almost like early spring. The yeah. sun just really starts getting strong. Right. Now, that was the days 10 through 15 on the Euro. Here's the GFS. This is the 6Z run, but it, it wants to keep troughing over us. Mm. This is through the middle part of the month. Oh, boy. Yeah, we'll see. see. This, you know. this, is, this is what I think would make people upset. <laughs> I, I agree, because it would make me upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If but, middle of you know, March, we're still seeing below average temperatures and just like cold rain and ugh. And that would be unusual in an El Nino winter. Um, Camilla, I showed you that. You said, what the heck is that? When I had that, that all those handwritten notes about oh, strong yeah. El Nino winters. Yes. And I, I didn't, 
do a snapshot of that, but it just showed that most marches in strong El Nino winters heading into spring were warmer than average. Not all, but I don't think there were any cold ones. Yeah, so. I, you you mentioned that if we like if this pattern were to play out, it'd be like the first one that you would have seen in a while, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Or maybe we just kind of go back to normal by the 10th and the 15th and the second half of March, we have some 60s or touch 70 and it ends up being warmer than average. That could happen. Yeah. This is the just the Euro, the same model run, but just showing the the ensemble average highs and lows. And um, you'd see there is a recovery. There's a bit of a recovery at the end of next week. Mm -hmm. We're back to normal, basically, low to mid 50s. So wow. I think that would be more reasonable. And those temperatures there really follow from Thursday to Monday that um, that graph that you just showed that mm -hmm. had the snow level and the minus five degree, how it kind of kept dropping, you know, a little as we got into Monday. So that kind of... I think those are a little too low. If we get sunbreak yeah. Sunday, Monday in there, we should be able to get up into the mid 40s, mm -hmm. mid upper 40s. Yeah, I think one other thing the I like pattern to, is the same. I will come in. This is the euro from last night. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I cannot read all these numbers. I wonder how many numbers there are. Well, let's see. 50 times. Oh, never mind. There's probably there, there's, there are hundreds of numbers there, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, it's 50 but, times how many days across how many rows across. Yeah, I don't know. But the lot. big picture is all I care about when I look like when I'm saying, OK, I need some warmer weather. Is there any sign of some warmer stuff to come? And I love the color coding of this graphic because this mm -hmm. shows the six hourly max temperature every six hours for the next two weeks. And you can quickly glance and go, wait, there's some yellow areas popping in here and there after about next Friday, mm -hmm. a week from now. So clearly the next week is going to be you know cooler than average. Yes, we might recover a bit the latter part of next week. But then after that, there are hints on different ensemble members, a taste of spring here and there. I think that's the way to read this. And you see, you know, here and there, there's a 60 or 62 or 64. Yeah. So there is hope. Do not lose hope, folks. <laughs> spring will come. Yeah, it always does. Uh, it always there's does. There's like 3,000 numbers on there. If you do 50 what? times 60 rows, I get 3,000. Yeah. Well, there's not 60 rows, though. I counted across one, two, like, <laughs> you have 50 from top to bottom. And then Katie, you I'm going to need 60. you paying attention, not counting. No, let's see. <laughs> well, wait, if there's 15 days times two, so there's 30. You're right. It's 30 times 50. Yeah. 30, 30 across. times 50 is 450. Oh, that's better. a lot. Yeah, 500. 30 times 50. Oh, this one's easier to read. Yeah, it doesn't hurt my eyes Wait, as much. 30. Okay, 30. Katie's really getting those numbers nailed down, Camilla. It's 1,500. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. So was... <laughs> again, it's about the color coding. So pick out those warm colors. Hello. All right. So CPC uh, Climate Prediction Center says they, they're still going with March, April, May. Um, a better chance for an above normal temperature spring. Above normal spring temperature wise, I should say, and a, a slightly increased chances for a little drier than normal spring. So there you go. There's your hope right there. A whole bunch of hopium for you, folks. Wish casting. <laughs> it's either wish casting or some hopium. Uh, hopium. Hopium is a new one for me. I've yeah. never heard you say that before. Yeah. I got it from another podcast. Oh I stole God. it from a, a different podcast. Oh. Uh, all okay. these new terms on these podcasts. Yeah. Okay, but we have a new term of the week. Katie, what is it? Yes. Do you remember? I don't remember. I think it started with an A or a P. Oh, the A is correct. The A, okay. Anna Fronts. Folks, today we had an Anna Front pass overhead. So I've heard of the other one, but I don't ever remember hearing about the Anna Front before. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anafronts, and most fronts are what we call these catafronts, or we just call them like cold fronts. Catafronts typically have precipitation in a band with or ahead of the front. And that's most of our fronts. Actually, you know, Camilla and I were talking about this last night, too. We talk about lots of weather things. Imagine that. <laughs> but um, most of our fronts here in the Pacific Northwest, most of them are occluded fronts because they're very weak. We're, we're not in the development region of the Pacific Ocean. The stronger lows are generally are farther out over the Pacific. And we're often systems are decaying as they approach the West Coast. Not always, but often. So we often have occluded fronts. We don't tend to say occluded front on TV much. We'll just say front or I'll call it a cold front, even though it isn't. Um, but most of those are called cata fronts, not like kitty cat, but cata, K-A-T-A fronts. And they typically have that precipitation along of, and ahead of the front. And then the front passes and the, the precipitation rain usually just kind of tapers off, right? Yeah. But these anna fronts, which we don't have that often, they're usually pretty vigorous fronts. They're often characterized by a sharp wind shift, which is what happened last night, strong south to west or northwest. And then the cold air comes in, but there's still tons of precipitation following. So these kinds of fronts, if it's relatively chilly, it is possible to get these, what we call these isothermal, you know, rain to snow events, which is what we had this morning where the snow came much lower than one would suspect freezing level wise. Yeah. So anafronts. you could argue that anafronts are more conducive to low elevation snow in the right setup yes. when it's cold enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always. Mm-hmm. The other ones wouldn't do it. Yeah. I remember one that really sticks out. It was in the early 2000s when uh, we were, we used to be KPDX or Fox 49 News. And I think we just had one or two newscasts per day. So everything was a lot more relaxed. But I remember um, we expected a 3,000 foot snow level. One of these came in just like this. I think it was heavier, though, because the flakes were enormous. <laughs> and I had in Corbett at like 800 feet, 800 foot elevation at the other house, I had like five inches of heavy, wet snow. And it wow. snowed all the way down almost to Troutdale. It snowed. There was like five or six inches at Sandy, Boring, the hills wow. around. Just basically, it's always these kind of same areas, east east side of the metro. Yeah. And yet on the west side of the metro, there was nothing. Um. So, yeah, that was an anafront. That was one that really sticks out in my mind. I, I thought it was going to be a 3,000-foot snow level. Instead, it stuck down to 500 feet. Yeah. So if we had to compare Monday's mm-hmm. system... With the system from last night or this morning, Mondays was colder, right? Didn't we get down? Didn't we minus see 50s minus six? Yeah, right. but we didn't have the precip to support the snow. That's it was right. So light, well, right? We had and we had just light showers. We had the convective type showers, you know, just light yeah. showers moving through. That wasn't a cold front, I guess. Yeah, and then this morning we didn't get quite cold enough, but we had the precip. So if it would have been that minus six, we probably would have seen more. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually, that's right on. If it would, you're right. If we would have had minus six coming in directly behind this thing, I think mm-hmm. that we would have had snow. Well, kind of like the graph showed. Yeah, except right. it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah, just pushed in the cold air a little too fast. But yeah, it is what so, it is. So, do you think part of that was? I mean, did we have a stronger, warming southerly wind to, to keep us warmer, or we just didn't? It just wasn't as cold of an air mass as models I were saying. It, I think that's. I think your second. Okay, that, that's probably what it was. That's what I would gotcha. assume. Just a few degrees too cold. I mean. PDX bottomed out at 39. We figured it bottomed out at like 35, 36, yeah. let's say. I thought the graph at 34 was a little low last night. That seemed odd. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's four degrees. Four degrees makes all the difference, I guess, right? Four or five yeah. degrees. In these type of situations, it does. Really, mm-hmm. really hosed us, as we say. <laughs> okay, any any final points So, um, from either of you? That's okay. Don't work too hard at it. <laughs> I'm still um, waking up. I I mean, the fact I know, that we fine. do these in the mornings is a rough. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, that's okay. We do what we can. So it's the uh, 29th of February. So next week we will record one probably in the second half of the week. We'll be we'll be deep into the first week of March. We'll probably talk about how we have cold showers and everybody's getting really cranky. Hopefully more little yellow boxes are showing up on the ensemble maps and Katie mm-hmm. can recalculate to make sure we have the right number. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah. So enjoy I the cool, like wet, showery weather. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, I like accuracy. You're right. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So folks, if you get a little bit of snow the next few mornings at home, enjoy it. Um, again, whatever happens in the mornings, we know it's going to be wet in the afternoons. All right. Yeah. That's pretty clear cut. It's just not that cold. That said, if we get a big hail shower that passes over, you could have an inch of hail at your house at 4 p.m. That could easily happen as well. We kind of we had some of that on um, what day? Monday. Monday. Remember Derek, our producer? He, yeah. Um, brought us pictures. There's some video of him heading to work and filming. Well, yeah. that happened so on, on the coast when I took my friends to Cannon Beach. That's right. Per- we Proper. timed that perfectly. It literally didn't rain the rest of the time we were there, but when we chose to walk on the beach to go see Haystack, that's when Uh it all came down. Why does it hate you so much? I know. Okay. Well, hey, thanks, Camilla and Katie, for uh, joining the the First Alert Weather Podcast, episode 91. Keep thinking, keep getting some ideas. We're heading towards podcast number 100 sometime in May, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do. Something special. Maybe we should yeah. go to a brew pub or something. I don't know. Oh, going to have to think about it. Yeah. I like All right. Idea. I like so Katie, you are off next week. You will not be joining us, right? I will not nope. be here. All right. Well, thanks for joining us folks. And remember you can get it online. You can find our podcast online. Or of course it drops nicely into your feed, but we recommend the video version, kptv.com weather page right across the top. It says weather podcast. And we'll see you next week. You're waiting and hesitating and tell us, please tell us about the weather.